Welcome to What the Hex, your source for Warhammer Underworlds. In under 30 times, we hurled ourselves against the top of the meta to bring you some quality content. I'm your co-host, Davey, and with me, I have the top of the pile, Phil. How are you doing, Phil? Hey, I'm uh, back from the non-existent. (laughs) (laughs) Back from... Back from IT purgatory. Yeah. And, uh, and Brian, how are you doing, Brian? Am I the bottom of the pile then? Oh, you're also, no, you're both the top of the pile. You're, I want to be at the bottom. <laughs> okay. Well, now you're the bottom of the pile. Congratulations. What's up, guys? <laughs> uh, we are coming to you on, uh, what is the day? It is the 27th of February. Um, and gosh, the best context I could give for this is that we just learned some bombshell. bombshell news. Oh my God. Reverberations throughout. <laughs> uh, what is the name of this product guys? It's uh, what? Like uh, legends uh, of the mirrored Ri- city rivals of rivals. the mirrored city. Oh yes. man. So it is, uh, it looks like as far as we know, and we have no additional knowledge other than what has been shared on Warhammer community. It looks like four war bands. That would be Zarbag's gets Molog's mob, uh, thorns of the briar queen, and uh, Spike Claws uh, swarm. swarm all being re-released models and a totally revamped Rivals decks. Uh, and they are coming out. Um, so you presume that they are, we have not seen any of the cards, uh, but we presume they've got like the new style art, you know, kind of the full screen art and then uh, actual functional decks uh, and maybe revamp fighter cards, probably revamp fighter cards. It, this is an exciting time, guys. Yeah, I don't can I mean, confirm Zarbex gets S tier again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, S tier. Yeah, I'm excited. No. Cards, cards unseen. Brian calling a shot. S <laughs> tier. Let's do it. The only nine fighter warband going to be S tier in this meta. Calling <laughs> it is now. New again. Let's bring it. I mean, I, I tell you what. I this was such exciting news that I almost like tried to gather you guys together and just do like. I was like, what can we do? Can we do like a Patreon episode? What, what, like just, just do pure predictions. And so, uh, in. In fact, we're not going to do that, but what I am going to do is ask you guys, uh, each of you, to give me like a 30-second prediction or hype or wish list for what you want to see out of this. And uh, Phil, you can go first. Uh, Molog will not be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try and call that now, hopefully. Um, And otherwise, I think uh, just that all of these warbands will be solidly playable in the sort of modern age of the game, which okay. is a great thing to have because there's some really cool models that are getting uh, renewed life with these decks. Yeah, man. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian, what's your, what's your uh, wish list slash prediction slash whatever you may want. So just writ large, uh, obviously they'll have 32 cards each and that's exciting. I hope that a lot of the cards are revamped so that they actually function uh, and they kind of reward you for doing things that the Warband already wants to do instead of something outlandish like Spyclaw Swarm having three third end phases. (laughs) Some of which are like one glory third end phases. Like, yeah, Yeah. get invested. (laughs) Uh, But I would like to see Molog if they're going to give him a twist since um, the charge out rule is a thing. It's interesting because Stalagosquig might just be a built-in mechanic to mean that Molog doesn't get to charge out. Yeah, yeah. 
and also I'd what I'd like to see is kind of a he becomes more of an expansion of like the companion rule. I'd like to see if Bat Squig and Spite Shroom have more of a role to play. Sure. It would be it would be amazing to see the squigs matter a little bit more in that warband. I mean they, they clearly tried to do it the first time around. There's there's a lot of that deck yeah. that uh, involves the squigs, and none of it is something that you would take yeah. uh, in in most competitive builds. Um, although Jazz has punished me with uh, a number of those cards, so yeah. who can say? <laughs> uh, for myself, uh, I my wish list is just that they retain the tasty, tasty flavor of all four of those warbands um, while uh, getting them modernized. And if I had to zone in on one, uh, Thorns of the Briar Queen, uh, they were such a tremendously interesting warband that had a few great cards and a lot of a lot of um, flotsam in their in their deck, uh, much like most of these warbands. Um, and so, really excited to see what they can do for it. it it's a uh, man. It's it, it is shocking. Like this is such a so essentially four new warbands getting dropped, right? Like yeah. Um as far as uh meta potential meta shifts go. So exciting so, stuff. Uh niche thing here, but I did recently get a uh slap in the face of uh Night Vault. I played against Cameron's uh Thorns of the Briar Queen during Delvers and I was playing uh Void Curse Thralls Skeptics Plague Pack. Yeah. I was corrupting all three lands in round one, and then I got Howling Vortex. Oh. And I only, <laughs> oh, no. I only corrupted one. Oh, it was man. a card I've heard tale of, and I'm like, I mean, it, it sounds like it had to be pretty niche, but like I'm sure it was crippling for hold objectives, and then it was like he, he did it yeah. to me for corrupting lands. I was like, oh, yeah 75 percent of the time it uh, works every time yeah <laughs> i don't know i mean thorns were a menace for a while oh uh, totally back in the day so hopefully they, they're not unre- like I, the the joke everybody's been making is like oh moloch's back gonna be back right and nobody's happy about it and it's like ah, as scary as moloch was at certain points i feel like thorns performed way better so yeah uh it'll be interesting certainly had their time during um hold objective champion play like yeah yeah each one of these warbands um maybe with the exception of spike claw swarm has been a menace but spike claw swarm has always been uh, lurking and i well what was it uh i think skyler or alex would be remiss if i didn't mention um Oh, what was a thing where you could do two extra damage? Uh, hidden. Uh, it was like the festering blades. Yeah, there was something before like my time on a, on a could, crit. You could do. Yeah, some they had grievous two back in the day. Breaking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I mean, plenty, plenty of crazy stuff here. Uh, I mean, but it's a good point. Like the the first Adepticon Grand Clash was won by one of the Bills brothers, knocked uh, Amon out um, in a Stormstars Cursebreakers versus. Uh, thorns and so thorns took that first acon um so uh there there's uh there's a lot of rich history here and then uh, uh spike law swarm was uh piloted to many a victory um by uh john win reese the notorious jwr um over kenny roll crit so a lot a lot of history yeah. behind these so um that's that's more that's perhaps more than we've ever you done on context but uh it's such a momentous <laughs> thing that yeah Whenever, whenever those start coming our way, you're you're gonna start hearing about them from us. We we're gonna have to figure out that that I can already tell you. Uh, whenever that arrives, it's gonna be a big uh, headache to figure out how to get content to you guys. But we're gonna make it happen. So 
but our topic for today, which we haven't even mentioned, is uh, is a battle report. It's been a long time since we did an audio battle report, and uh, uh, interesting. All the uh, or, or many of the many of the podcasts that are covering Underworlds have uh, taken a little bit of a shine to masks here. Um, so I think uh, Pat the Glory talked about uh, Val taking masks to an event. Uh, uh, getting ahead of ourselves, but battle mallet just released an episode where they, they, uh, kind of featured some of their, uh, malevolent mask builds. So we, we decided we were going to try and do kind of simultaneous before we knew these things were coming out. Uh, we were going to try and get a masks battle report out. Um, so we played a number of games and, and picked a good one for you. Um, so that's coming up. Um, but before we get to that, uh, community shout outs, who's got something they want to hit. A little bit of self-promotion here is uh, Skyler just aired his first live streaming episode of What the Decks. Uh, his tagline is from lunchbox to deck box. Basically, yeah. in the span of a, roughly an hour, went a little long today, but uh, still figuring things out. He's going to do a live deck build, uh, kind of help players get a sense for how, how the process is done if you're not familiar with deck building, and then uh, kind of see how he does things and how the ideas percolate. So uh, first episode is up and yep. it was pretty good. Uh, you can expect it uh, on a weekly basis. Um, it's it's a really cool thing that he's doing and it's, uh, it's a thing that we're glad to kind of be putting under our umbrella here. Yeah. It's going to be over on our shared YouTube channel uh, yeah. for the Mortal Realms. So if you haven't checked that out before, that's yeah. where you'll find those. Um, oh, go ahead. I guess... Uh, I will shout out since a couple of the other things I'd written down, we've kind of already discussed, but um, just something that had come up sort of naturally in our uh, uh, discord recently. And because we had recently had a focus on new players and new player resources, um, the monkeys hex blog, uh, this is not a new thing. This is not a new post, but a stellar resource. If you're trying to learn the ins and outs of this board side of the strategy of playing underworlds uh he's got some really great guides on like how do you want to set up your boards where do you want to place your tokens what are the good boards for certain types of token placement just a super deep dive on some really next level stuff which is really cool and i think a part of the game that lots of newer players struggle with yeah i i think uh i think if you are really looking for a way to take your game to the next level. This is the blog you want to hit up because this is, uh, this is where you can really leverage some serious advantage if you are understanding this part of the game really well. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting some kind of static. It's coming in. Uh, it sounds like it's coming from points north. Uh, uh, during community shout outs, we like to talk about the people and events that uh, shape the community and there's one we've been talking a little bit about already that's the alberta classic and uh i really just thought we couldn't quite do it justice without bringing the man himself on uh who better to talk about it than derek derek what can you tell us about the alberta classic <laughs> there it well, is there, first <laughs> off uh it is in calgary alberta canada on may 4th uh, for those of you who don't know, this is the premier Canadian Underworlds event of the year. 
Uh, we're we're really proud of it. We started doing this back in 2020 uh, before Nurgle got his plague all over us, and we've we've built it up over the last few years, and it's always really exciting to get the people from uh, not not just from Canada and across the country, but also our American friends and enemies. As well as uh, we, we've gotten some decent international attendance the, the last year or so. So, uh, yeah, May 4th, Calgary, Alberta. It's at the Ogre's Den Gaming Club. Uh, tickets are only $20. Uh, that's 20 loonies. So that's uh, I'm not sure what the exchange rate right now. I, I think uh, each loonie is only worth about 60 American uh, pennies. Do you guys use pennies? We do use pennies, yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, around there. Uh, we do have, uh, we actually don't have, sorry, uh, any hotel deals. However, uh, there are two hotels nearby that we have been able to get, uh, some discounted rates as opposed to a whole block rate. Uh, what else is really cool about this? Oh, and, uh, we not only have, uh, a world qualifier opportunity, we have three qualifier tickets. So, there, now, now, Davey, were you at the World Championships of Warhammer for Underworlds last year? No, I was not, Derek. No, and, and you know what? That's because uh, we really stacked the deck with a whole bunch of Canadians. And yeah. I got to tell you, if you don't want a third of the field being from the Great White North, I reckon you all better come up here and take some of these tickets. I, I That sounds like a... a good idea i know one person thomas has got his ticket in hand is venturing forth and i think he's bringing somebody with him uh but i'll say this uh i'd encourage anyone to do so it's not uh that's not three just hanging there easy for the taking you guys have some brawlers up there uh i know uh beard arm being one that every time i happen to wander by the vassal discord i notice that he is looking for a game so that guy's getting his reps in um uh, so uh, if if uh, if anyone wants to steal them, they're really gonna have to fight for them. Is is my uh, anticipated take there? I I would think so too. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, G or Guillaume, uh, he is uh, from Ottawa. And actually, I'm I'm gonna plug the Canadian Tabletop Championships on May. I want to say it's 25th. I'm gonna quickly check it to make sure. Uh, May 25th and 26th in Ottawa. Uh, they actually also have uh, three qualifier tickets. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, G, I think, finished fifth at Worlds last year. Uh, so he actually already has his qualifying ticket. Mm. Uh, he will be at the Alberta Classic, but he can't get a qualifier ticket there. So yeah, even even if you lose to the best, you still got a good chance of getting a ticket in there. Uh, I know that I'll be TOing the event, but I already do have my ticket. Uh, I think a couple of the guys from Vancouver who also already have their tickets. So you're not only going to get to play against some of the top players in Canada or dare I say the world, but you'll also get an opportunity to play for them and still get your qualifying tickets uh, win or lose. But I got to tell you, if you win, you're going to feel real good about it. You can uh, hold your head up high. That's that's very true. Uh, the other one I do want to mention, uh, GameCon, which is Canada's largest gaming convention. Uh, they they are big on all the Games Workshop games. I think they have somewhere like a 150-person uh, 
40K and AOS narrative event. Uh, they also bring all the, you know, MSI uh, is a big sponsor. I know lots of the other uh, big video game and computer tech companies will have some neat stuff there. Uh, but they, for the first time ever, they are having a Underworld's Grand Clash. Uh, it also has, I think, two qualifying tickets uh, from there. That is June 15th to 16th in Edmonton. Mm. Uh, Beard Arm or Bear Dam, depending on how you pronounce it, <laughs> will be uh, TOing that event. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a great time, too, not just for the Underworlds, but for the whole weekend there. So we're, I, we are assembling a Canadian team. And uh, I, I got to tell you, if, unless you want uh, – and I realize I already said that we're, we're going to be sending a whole bunch of people to Worlds, but – we're going to party like it's 1812, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. Watch out, White House. Uh, that's awesome. Hey, Derek, I wanted to say thanks for uh, coming in and uh, bumping all the events coming from uh, the Great White North, uh, America's Hat. And uh, I... Uh, for people who are going to these, you know, one, one thing we mentioned is some of the some of the uh, world's tickets that are available there. Uh, those, are, those are a valuable commodity into... To get them, you have to podium or win at uh, at a clash. And you have any advice for anyone who's looking to do that? I I really do. And actually, this came from being at LVO this year and getting to meet uh, all the what the hex crew and and your entire Madison team. Um, the the big thing that I think carried a lot of people through, and I, I call this sweetie support. And I, I'm going to start off the bat uh, with with a couple experiences that I had. And the the first, you you have a team there, uh, Alex and Jazz, and mm. I, and I want to stick tap them uh, <laughs> right here because uh, they they are the cutest couple in all Warhammer Underworlds, and I would say easily the most talented couple at rolling dice at this uh, at this game. Um, I had the the honor to play both of them. And one of the things that I noticed was that uh, they were supporting each other through the entire thing. Uh, we were going into the fi- my final game against Jazz, and Alex came by and and gave her some uh, words of affirmation. And I, I didn't hear what he said, but uh, I, I saw Jazz just light up there. And I was like, man, you know what? That, that's pretty cute. And I'm thinking just a little bit about, uh, man, that's, that's really awesome. I'm, I'm really glad that they support each other. At about the same time, I get a phone call and it's my sweetie in Calgary and, uh-huh. and she calls me. She's like, Hey, you know what? You've got this. You're going to win the tournament. And you know what? I kid you not. I, I still a little bit straighter. I stuck my chest out a little bit more. I got my dice ready to go because you get that energy, right? Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you one more. Uh, and this is uh, that night. If, if uh, anybody who who's listened to your podcast before knows, the finals of LVO was not the main event. <laughs> yeah. It was that pink slip match. Yeah. And uh, so it, it was Brian uh, playing against Sleeks Bowl there. Mm-hmm. And so, and Davey, I don't know if you could tell, but uh, I had had a couple after uh, celebrating my win of the tournament there. There, there were some subtle hints. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, so in order to not interfere with the noise of the podcast, I'm, I'm sort of w- watching from the other side of the room and having a couple more and uh, Brian's brave, Brian's wife, Brenna, uh, comes by, and I, I think you all were going out afterwards because she's dressed to the nines, and uh, we're sort of chatting a bit. And I'm like, "Well, why, why aren't you watching the game?" 
And she's like, you know, I just don't want to distract Brian. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? That that makes sense. Uh, but in, in between every game, she's coming by. She's giving him a little kiss. I, I'm sure she's whispering words of encouragement. And Brian took that uh, in a come from behind in, in a really tight game. So what I need to tell everybody, sweetie support. Because before you even get to that tournament, whether you have gone there by yourself or you're going with your partner, knowing that your partner is giving you their full support. So before you start rolling dice for Underworlds, if your lady or, or your guy wants to uh, go for a hike or go to the farmer's market or do some knitting or whatever it is that they tell you to do in order for you to get all those points, that you can go there with their blessing, with all their support, with those words of affirmation. That's what you got to do. Because I got to tell you, if you're going in there and you've got half your mind on, man, is my lady mad at me for being here? Did she just make some passive aggressive comment? You've lost half the battle right there. So, sweetie support. <laughs> sweetie support. We love it. Well, Derek, uh, I thank you for hopping on with us for a second here and uh, giving us the, the lowdown from up, up high in Canada and uh, a, a little bit of a tip for anyone who's looking to uh, get down to Atlanta this uh, at the end of this year. It's, it's uh, there's a lot of hype around it and I'm, I'm really excited. I hope uh, even if I don't make it, I hope I can uh, uh, we get our, somebody from our area gets to, to go rep. Um, but uh, really excited to hear about it either way. So dude, I hope to see you there, man, that uh, we had a great time in Vegas and I, I would love to do it again in Atlanta. Eh? I, I would too. I'll see what I can do. Okay, we're back. Canadian hackers. <laughs> uh, using their maple syrup to get us. <laughs> it's everywhere. No. <laughs> the baby with poutine. Yeah, no, I mean, it's totally worth it. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I think that about covers what we want to hit for the community uh, this time around. Uh, we've had plenty of preamble. I think we should get into it. And uh, this was a game that Phil and I played. Um, when we prep for these, we, we usually play a number of games. And we try and find which game had, uh, you know, the most interesting things to say about it. Um, and I think, I think we played a total of four games and all of them were mourn flight masks, mournful masks, uh, versus various, uh, top tier, uh, things from the current meta. And by top tier things in the current meta, I mean, Ephilim and Domitans, I think almost always paired with force of frost but i i could be wrong and that sounds right yeah so uh yeah. we are specifically bringing you mournful masks versus the blizzard coven today and that is uh me piloting the mournful masks and phil piloting the blizzard coven uh brian is going to be our harsh but fair uh, moderator for this and so brian i'm gonna i'm gonna hand you the reins here it's all yours sir yeah all right thanks cotton <laughs> uh all right and here we go Davey, can you give us a little idea of what you're bringing? Yeah, so uh, I got really hyped on masks. Uh, I've been running a lot with Grimwatch, uh, but I got to actually play uh, against Val with uh, when he was prepping for his event. And so I did Grimwatch masks into Mournflight masks, and I knew they had potential uh, and was really excited by what he had done there. So this is uh, Mournflight you know, what masks really wants is some way to get seed glory and mourn flight have that specifically two of their surges. Uh, and that would be, uh, one will and fleeting memories. So holding even an odd surge and move through to surge, uh, and then a, a relatively decent one, which is move through 
a block tax and end adjacent to somebody. So they, they probably have like three surges where they can get the seed glory going and then just cascade from there. Um, so this deck is all about holding a little bit of offense to try and counter punch, kick people out. Uh, it has glory ceiling of 18 or 19, depending on how, um, how the one end phase goes that, uh, scores you actually can even get up to 20. Nope. Nope. 19, I think is, is where it caps out, um, without kills. So, Pretty, pretty good for a Nemesis deck. Um, and there were some very recent changes based on uh, some things that I uh, realized were egregious oversights. But um, I've played this a couple <laughs> times, um, and this was uh, our, our most recent game with it. All right. And Phil, this Boomer Warband gets a new universal deck and thinks that it can return back to premise, uh, supremacy. However, the new kids on the block have to say otherwise what are you bringing with the domitan storm coven well i'm not sure i would consider the mourn flight to be boomers considering how far into the game they came out but uh yeah storm storm coven we are uh, gonna be running with force of frost here and uh this is a build that i've been working on and sort of tweaking for a while now um i've sort of been oscillating back and forth between like full aggro and fairly control and trying to find sort of a happy medium between the two, um, which is what I've tried to do here is to have a pretty balanced build where I can sort of flex to whatever my opponent is doing. Um, it has a lot of spell casting, which shouldn't be surprising. Um, and it has a lot of just useful tools to sort of just uh, be able to take advantage of whatever situation comes up. Um, it is not leaning into ice tokens too much, um, mostly because of post errata. It's a little hard to get them. Um, and it is not trying to do too many of the uh, storm covens, like hold an enemy territory things. There's just a, just a one of those. So it's, it's sort of going to end up becoming something of a sort of middle ground deck is the hope and uh, looking to continue tooling it. All right. Yeah. So passive spell casty domitans. Uh, all right. Uh, so starting off, who won the roll off for boards? Uh, Phil actually won this uh, and it was a tough choice. Uh, Phil, how did you, how did you land on what you'd landed on? So I was thinking about the fact that you do need that seed glory um, and that your seed glory tends to come from things like your objective for flying through two objectives and for like flying through a block text and landing adjacent to one of my fighters. So I thought that it would be advantageous for me to place the first board and have a little more control over the objectives and how they get placed. Mm -hmm. Uh, In retrospect, I think maybe that was a mistake because of how the objective placement rules have changed so that it's kind of hard to end up blocking somebody out. Um, But either way, I don't think this was a bad setup. Um, And I started with, I believe this is called the Glacial Tomb, which is is a pretty balanced board. It's one of the new ones from Death Gorge, and it has pretty even distributions of starting hexes so that no matter how uh, Davey was going to orient the boards, I'd have a pretty nice triangle of deployment spots. 
Yeah. Uh, for me, I responded with the uh, Shattered Tower. It is uh, something that uh, is in the one of the starters, but it, it's uh, <laughs> if uh, if Brian says I got a Boomer Warband, then I definitely took a <laughs> I definitely took a Boomer board. Yeah. Uh, this is what <laughs> he's bringing the board with uh, two adjacent block texts and a single lone adjacent block text. Uh, with a single space in between those two. And yeah. he has set those up max offset so that the three blocked hexes are forward most towards that uh, convergence of the boards. Yeah, my idea here is that uh, Phil has plenty of things that need, that have range two or range three, so he's going to disrupt that. I want blocked hexes because I can fly through them. Uh, I kind of forgot, honestly, a little bit that uh, once... Uh, what's her face? Uh, Leona gets inspired that she's going to make Phil also fly. So he's going to go through him as well. But, uh, uh, I, I have a surge that wants these to go off. So, or wants these to be there. Um, the, the one tricky thing is that the hexes that exist once I place like that aren't, aren't really on the very back edge. So I have to place um, kind of close to, but I forget as, as someone who has not played this warband a ton, uh, inspiring is real nice. And if you w- place way back, it's really hard to, uh, be able to inspire if you can't get somebody to come way towards you. Um, but yeah. Um, so then that was for, my yeah. So for objective placement, uh, Phil, did you place the number four there right across no man's land? I did. Um, so there's two reasons for doing this. Uh, one is that if I place one sort of right at the right along the front edge of Davy's territory, that cuts off some of his spots near the block hexes, so that it forces the rest of his uh, placements to be a little bit uh, further away, which means he's kind of having to move away from the hex that I want, which is number four. Like I said, there's there's that one objective for holding an enemy territory. Um, and so it it this is my pretty standard start when I have objectives with the Storm Coven, just because I want to guarantee that I have one that's really close uh, for me to go stand on when I need to, and it can tend to mess up some of the placement for my opponent. Yeah, makes yeah. Sense. This is a mixed bag for me because uh, I. Uh, on the one hand, uh, we don't know this is objective four right away, but, uh, the more that are in my territory, the more I have a chance to have access to an even and an odd, um, if it's not buried, but, uh, having one that is closer is helpful for getting onto, but I really want one that is in no man's or just across the line, because that helps me. Uh, there's two surges that are in masks that want you to hold uh, one or more that are in enemy or no one's territory. And so by placing this, that makes the alternate scoring condition on, on those ones really hard for me to achieve. Um, so I didn't, I, at first I was like, ah, it's great because this makes uh, one will easier. But then I realized that uh, it makes audacious aspect and I can't remember the name of the other one, but it makes those uh, a little more challenging. So I was like, ah, maybe it's not so great. So then for the other objective placements, did you both just place two in your own territory or did, uh, Davey, did you try and get one as close as you could into his no, territory? No, I kind of gave up on that. I, I, if I thought about it more, I might've been able to position something to make Phil place something in mine, but, uh, I kind of abandoned that and I was trying to place things to like, okay, well, like, uh, can I set it up so that, um, 
a push if I if I manage to draw into there there I've one push in there um, which is uh, uh, involves having an upgrade on somebody like get me onto something and also make sure I have them close enough where I could score fleeting memories on the first turn if I needed to. Uh, also trying to place them because I'm going to definitely stand on them and I would rather that they were somewhere that it was a little bit trickier for Phil to get line of sight to. Um, so yeah. those were all factors going into placement. It was actually, this was a pretty challenging part of this game. Uh, there were so many things going into the placement. They, it was a pretty important part of this game. Yeah, yeah, so for the listeners in the icy tundra of Domitan's home field, there's objective one and three placed quite far back. Uh Three is in the center line of the board, or sorry, one is in the center line of the board, and three is further back away from Davy's territory. In Davy's home field, uh, he's got the number four objective right across no man's land into Davy's territory, adjacent to the line of two block Texas. Uh, and this line of sight kind of means somebody charging onto four could shoot a range three attack at a starting hex, which is uh, back behind the center line of Davies home field board, which is where objective number five and two are living. Um, he doesn't have line of sight to either five and two from objective four. Yep. Does that, tra- does that sort of make sense? Trying to paint a picture here as best I can. <laughs> Some mind so, theater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the block taxes are blocking the line of sight from objective four to objectives five or two. Um, so we've got our cards drawn. Do you guys, uh, choose to mulligan here? I'm going to advance to see if you do. So it's on Phil first here. I think it is. And I like my opening hand quite a bit, so I am not interested in getting rid of anything. Yeah. Um, I've got two really easy surges, a third, not so easy surge uh and then i've got four gambits two spells two regular gambits in my opener oh man Um, (laughs) so it's like we're doing it we've got all the gas here right away Um, and so yeah it's just i'm i'm ready to go feeling great uh but davy i don't think you were feeling as hot I was not. So I've drawn three gambits and two upgrades. Importantly, one of them is a mask. And then, so I've got uh, the eternal smile, which is the damage upgrade. Generally, these masks, it kind of doesn't matter what they are. It just matters that they are a mask. Um, uh, so having a mask is a good thing. I've got dark humor, which is a reroll on defense, which is great for these uh, uh, fighters that start on two dodge. And then I've got three others, which is... Uh, Scrabbling in the dirt, which lets me pick something out of discard pile if I'm willing to throw something away, which is a little bit rough this early. Uh, I've got possessive crouch. It's uh, put me on guard. And if I also have a mask dagger around me, that's awesome if you're on two dodge. And then I've got echoing spite, which is uh, try again if you miss. Um, so a pretty good power hand. Unfortunately, my uh, objective hand, I draw one will, which is one of the one of the crucial surges that I want for Seed Lore. So I'm really happy to see this. But my other two cards are uh, Completed Pact, which needs me to have more masks on fighters than he has alive. Not going to score in the first round. Uh, and you know, might score in the second. My It's almost a third end phase. And I have what is actually a third end phase, and that's Dominion of Death. So... I have to make, I, I acted, I think like this was a tough choice, but really looking at it in retrospect, like there's no way I can carry a uh, completed mm-hmm. pact and dominion of death through the entire game. Um, no. And so I have to mulligan this and hope to draw into something better. 
Makes sense. Uh, which I do. Uh, I draw fleeting memories, which is great. Uh, so that's the other crucial one that I want um, that gets me the seed glory. Uh, and then I draw a ghostly torment, which is have two fighters alive and two fighters on either side are damaged, which feels very likely to happen because I'm sure Phil's got ping here. Uh, and then Nexus of Terror, which feels like with a little bit of work, I'll probably get this. This is hold more objectives. Um, but uh, this this is going to end up being quite a bit of work. All right. And so it looks like for the rolloff for deployment, Davey, you got it because Sarpon's down front and center. Yep. Right next to No Man's Land. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and leading with Sarpon is, uh, I think... A strong play, um, he threatens a really accurate attack, uh, and he once he's inspired, he is able to hit for three damage. So having him right up in the front is going to sort of force that uh, anybody who wants to come and tangle is going to have to really think about that. Yeah, yeah. Sarpon, Sarpon inspired, if he can get adjacent, has lethal damage on... Yeah. all but my leader until I get some inspirations out or upgrades, which is yep. kind of horrifying. Yeah. Which is what I was going to say is, so we got Sarpan front and center. Uh, I'm just going to kind of call it out and then say what I think is interesting. Sure. So Sarpan front and center. And then you got Dalmatan and Leona as close as they can be uh, behind him. Meanwhile, for the Mourn flight, you got Katha, who is the down ghost. Uh, starts <laughs> yeah. out at only two wounds way in the back as she should uh, yeah. stay back until she can inspire and then get up to three makes sense uh, lady hero up front because she's got four wounds she can tank a hit if she needs to but not exactly putting her right up front and center um, so a little reserved the we do have the anguished one popped in um, within kill shot range of sarpon you would have known that sarpon was there and yeah. decided to put anguish one up there next to objective two within range of getting ran on like Sarpon would have to run past objective four in between the two block texts in order to hit the anguish one adjacent. Is that the trade off that you're looking at is if he's going to gun for the anguish one and get an early kill, he's going to have to forego an objective. Yeah. And I also know that I have breathing room because if I go first, I can move away from that spot. If he goes first, he's not going to be inspired with Sarpon. So either way, um, I'll have a chance to get out of that spot um, where lethal things could happen. Okay. All right. Interesting. And for the roll off, looks like uh, uh, Davey. No, Phil gets it because no, he got Phil the free crit. He got the innate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Uh, and yeah, and, and I make Billy, Davey you go. decided to have Davey go first. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh, standard. Um, I have very little incentive to try and go first, as Davey was just explaining. I do not have lethal on anybody. I don't have any free shots. And if I just walk forward towards the ghosts, it gives him easy inspires. And uh, he's just going to kind of get to do what he wants. So um, better to let him show what he's going to try and do first. And then I can kind of counterplay. Okay. And so Davey, your first action is to get that breathing room with the anguished one, moving the anguished one on to objective five. Now there's a conga line of three ghosts in the back. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit of a tough choice. I couldn't quite figure out because whoever I committed to moving, I wanted to make progress towards uh, standing on more objectives. I knew I wanted to be standing on stuff early and often uh, to make 
that uh, more challenging. Uh, I think I was also able to do this. Um, uh, I don't remember if I do this, but from from that spot, I could score fleeting memories, kind of step through and just get that sea glory right away. Uh, so get on an objective, score a sea glory, and see what my next surge is, uh, and then get the anguish one out of danger. Just because it can, uh, the conga line from left to right is down ghost, left ghost, right ghost. <laughs> That's right. Keith the Anguish Maiden for anyone wondering. Yes. <laughs> All right. And that got him fleeting memories. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so I surge into uh, Hooded Stranger. Um, so now I, I've not surged into another end phase. I was really hoping to surge into one of the, um, whole, have a mask on and even have a mask on an odd, something like that. Um, so now I'm sitting on three end phase, but they're all definitely doable. Um, they, if I score them all, there's six, um, and the rest of this round is going to be me figuring out how many of these I can score, uh, while still not giving up too much board presence. So with Hooded Stranger, you'd have to make two move actions with one of the other ghosts or like risk Lady Harrow going in there? Yeah, I figure Lady Harrow late and if I can hang on. So all of a sudden, uh, uh, Possessive Crouch becomes super important. Uh, so I'm going to sit on that for as long as I can because uh, my, I'm planning maybe to, with my fourth activation, just run uh, Lady Harrow into Phil's territory. He can get one across the line and then I'll slap down Possessive Crouch. Uh, to get on guard so that he can't just drive me back out. Um, yeah, Possessive Crouch, also Smeagol's favorite card. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. And Phil here plays Pass the Mantle in the power step. Yeah. Fire um, Leona. Yep. So the idea here is to get a level two wizard right away, um, and then Leona gets extra speed and flying to the warband, so it gives me more options for this first move. Yeah. yeah, makes a lot of sense. And then looks like Davy passed and followed by Howling Gales from Phil. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, I'm figuring I can try and pull the Anguish one off of that objective if I can cast Howling Gales and in the process stagger some fighters. Yeah. Uh, but I do need to roll a focus and, and I does do not. not. So, uh, yeah. In Big retrospect, bang. I don't, I don't, because you have to choose two enemy fighters. I think they may not have both been In visible lines. from Leona. I, yeah, you are correct. I yeah. would have had to choose. Uh, yeah, Anguish one would have been not in line of sight, so I couldn't yeah. have chosen Anguish one anyway. Yeah, but uh, I will happily take a missed spell. It's, it feels like a rarity sometimes. So yeah, dice gods protect yeah. us from <laughs> making a foolish play. Yeah, right. and then Leona makes her move, charging through the uh, blocked hex screw you ghosts i can do it too <laughs> yeah. uh landing yeah. where anguish one spawned yeah and making a charge to attack i assume the maiden uh yes that will be the target um but i will miss the attack uh, yeah i roll no successes magic dice. feels good yeah and, and so swaps the inspire to sarpon yeah, which will then allow Sarpon to react, and we'll go ahead and push Domitan forward a little bit so that yeah. he has more options when we get around to using him later. Yeah, and doing this uh, Inspire trade scores you Channel the Storm, I see. Yeah, that was another part of wanting to play past the mantle before my first activation, so yeah. that after my first activation, I'd get a Seed Glory. 
I didn't really need the glory, so in some ways I probably should have held on to the card just so I could use it uh, as a surprise inspire for Sarpon, but um, I was feeling like I wanted to get my surges going. Well, and it's always nice to have three full activations to plan for a new card. Yeah. Yeah. And what's that new card? And the new card is Cold of the Void, which is going to be a tough one this early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we got a conga line. Howling <laughs> yeah. Gales might have helped a little bit, but not so much. Uh, not really, because it pushes the fighters towards each other. So Yeah. yeah there still would have been a cluster, but um, at least not in the way back there. Anyway, uh, so... Your next ploy is frozen to the spot. Yeah, so this is this is just an annoying one. I would put it on the maiden uh, or Lady Harrow. Lady sorry, Harrow. I I get confused uh, yeah. about which ghosts are which. But yes, Lady so Harrow. Um, yeah. And the only reason for doing this is that she's the only one who is at four wounds to start, and so mm-hmm. if she tries to come in early, she's going to be putting herself in Sarpon threat range. Yeah, it's a solid idea, and uh, not knowing what Davy had, that certainly causes some consternation over Hooded Stranger, I'm sure. Yeah, I I do hate it. Uh, I know somewhere in this deck I have the uh, gambit that heals one, um, and like you can take you can heal one off your fighter and damage an adjacent fighter. So it's kind of a, a a nice setup here, but I don't have it in hand. Yeah. Um, what I'm mostly looking at right now is that Leona is in my territory, and I can move. Uh, I can move at least one fighter through right now. The maiden can get onto objective two. It can perform a charge, inspire. And if I can land an attack, I can push Leona into a spot that will let me really just kind of pile on and swarm ghost after ghost through her and inspire them and get more and more attacks. Um, so what I, what I need to do is at least drive her back, uh, with my next activation, but I, I, I feel pretty good about this, uh, setup. It's like a, possession inspire battery yeah exactly and so the Uh, maiden does do that charges onto objective two makes a swing at leona and yeah no successes um and then i hem and haw for quite a while because i have echoing spite in hand and i'm like man do i toss like do i make another attempt at a two fury versus one block attack here man i wish you had (laughs) (laughs) uh because that would really do something for me um but i decide that this attack isn't quite consequential enough and i think that maybe somebody else is coming in uh and so i in the end decided to leave it uh not just because I think I might have a more important attack later uh, or a more likely attack. Like if Lady Harrow makes an attack, I'd rather reroll it. But I'm looking at my hand and I'm like, the most likely card that I'm going to discard if I want to process Possessive Crouch twice. Uh, so that would be use Possessive Crouch, then use Scrabbling the Dirt to pick it back up. I'm going to have to discard some power card. I'm like the one I'm most likely to ditch is going to be this Echoing Spite one. So uh, let's hang on to it in case I really want to put two people on guard, which maybe I do. Yeah, so both players pass on their power phase, and then you were correct. Sarpon charges in, passing over objective four, standing between the two block texts to try and make a range two swing over Leona's head into the maiden, who is standing on objective two. And uh, well, guys, no. actually, oh. <laughs> it's actually chasing uh, heavenly alignment here, heavenly which requires a spell attack. So, um, uh, making the spell attack. So I made the spell yeah. attack just because I I'm chasing my glory rather than kills, which I think 
is a it's a tough call, but I think in this situation, like that's actually okay. I, nobody was in kill range, and I would rather keep picking up surges when I have them. Makes sense. Yeah. Do the dice uh, agree? So he he does have the ability to do lay two damage out here. I think you lob this at the anguish one. Uh, you roll a, a channel focus. And yep. I. So I have the dice I need. Yeah. And then it does hit. Yeah. No crit, so only the one damage. Yeah. Uh, and I actually thought you were attacking the maiden, so even I was confused. You hit the anguished <laughs> one. Yep. Drive the anguished one off. Um, which. Yeah. Because I know which you is care. A great, yeah, you know I care, and it's a great. So now I'm only one objective ahead uh, on Nexus of Terror, and I know that objective four is a lot easier for you to land on. Yep. Yeah, and Sarpon passes the leadership stick over to Domitan. Yeah, um, and so the reason for doing this, even though Domitan's not in position to use his reaction, is because I I know I have. Um, uh, Knight's Triumphant, I believe is what it's called, is where you need to have two fighters, at least two fighters, not in your territory and have had all your fighters make their reaction to Inspire. Um, and so I, I need to make sure that Damatan gets inspired at some point. So uh, setting that up since he's now the only fighter who can activate. Yeah, I'm 100% oblivious to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, sure. yeah. Domitan, why not? He's the next guy to go. So a heavenly alignment scores and draw into what? Yeah, draw into unfortunately Knights Victorious, which is the last thing I wanted to see right now. Um, this one is you have to hold one or more objectives in enemy territory, which doable at this point, but you have to have made a kill with damage dealt by a spell. Ah. Uh, still technically possible, but um, not very easy so i am i'm kind of hoping for some miracles here to line all that up <laughs> mm -hmm. all right and we'll see yeah Kaitha i ham and haw a little on. bit but i decide to bring katha in i just click forward until yep. i uh either can see what's happening or <laughs> one of you chimes in um, sure. happy to take a pot shot at what i think is happening yeah but katha moves on to objective number five which was recently vac uh, vacated by the anguished one yep. and then he plays possessive crouch yep yep all right so now lady harrow goes on guard yeah, yeah. and this is me knowing that damatan is inspired damatan uh, it can do three damage. I have uh, frozen to the spot, so I'm worried that Phil's plan is to come in with Domitan, bonk Lady Harrow for three damage, and just basically say you're not doing anything this round, and you're one ping away from dying. Um, but I misjudge what Phil is going for. Uh, yeah, so that is definitely something I could have thought about doing, and maybe should have, because I do have Cleave right now with Inspired Domitan, so you're. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yep. Isn't adding uh, <laughs> extra defense at all. Uh, but I I do want to try and get Knights Victorious out of my hand. And since you moved Katha up, uh, I was feeling like now that she is beneficial to get off of the objective and only two wounds, that there's at least a chance that I can sort of take out two birds with one stone here. Yeah. 
Wow, so you're going for the range three spell shot with Grievous. Yeah. Uh, I suppose you also have Cold of the Void, so you're also trying to break up any sort of groupings. It would certainly um, be nice. Yeah, so you're if so if this kills Katha, then for activation four you move Leona to get her out of the conga line and then Cold of the Void is in hand. Does the Grievous come through for you? Oh boy, does it. Double <laughs> Grievous. And, and so this is the first of a couple uh, accidental damages to my own fighters where I roll double crits. Ah. Um, and then, of course, knowing that I've dealt damage to myself, the worst case scenario would have been if Davy rolled double crits back, but he yeah. does not. And so I do get to blow up uh, Katha. And yes, yeah. we inspire Leona after this. Yeah. That does put uh, Domitan in a bit of an unfortunate situation as now he's only at three wounds left, which means when he is inspired next, he will only have four wounds left, which puts him uh, pretty close to being able to be killed, which is yeah. not something we would like to see. Sure. I mean, one ping on a on one of your elite fighters isn't ideal, but I think double crits to secure the... Uh, spell kill and then now Leona's inspired she can just fly over Sarpon's head and land on objective four or five yeah or four or five wouldn't take out cold of the void so I suppose that's what you're seeing is uh yeah Yeah, that's that's what we're looking at yeah uh on on my side uh this this is kind of a devastating turn of events for me um the uh can't hold an objective yeah, uh, so I am only holding one. Katha was holding my second. So if I have to basically commit to one thing or the other, and I'm fairly confident that I'm going to get Ghostly Torment, which is the two alive, uh, two fighters damage somewhere on the board. So that's locked in. And now I have to decide, am I going to go for Hooded Stranger, which is the mask in enemy territory? I can do that, but if I do it, it is putting myself uh, close enough for Domitan to maybe just kill uh, Harrow. Uh, or do I try and uh, stack up for Nexus of Terror? Um, and I think I decide to spring for Nexus of Terror because I can do this with a Lady Harrow charge, maybe get a little damage started on Sarpon. Because right now, I the only damage on any of Phil's fighters are from him being so good at magic. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, for the viewers, uh, everybody is currently in the Banshee's territory. Yeah. Uh, yep. The Domitans are basically lined up all uh, all up in this wall of uh, blocked hexes and domitans plugging the gap between the corner of the max offset diagonal boards and lady harrow's two hexes away from him around the corner she could move for to get one hex into the domitans territory to score the card uh hooded stranger but Domitan is still at range two with her. So just a quick bonk after she pings herself with frozen of the spot. So not a fun option. And moving forward, Lady Hero instead decides to fly through Domitan or Sarpon and land on objective four just across, uh, still in their own territory in uh, on the Banshee side of no man's land adjacent to Sarpon. Yeah. Making this- a charge. And I figured this was going to get me a uh, a second objective to stand on, so I could probably lock in um, <clears throat> Nexus of Terror. Uh, Phil's either going to have to decide to attack with Domitan, who uh, is no longer inspired and doesn't have lethal, or he's going to have to move. And either way, I think I've got 
next is so this is like i'm guaranteeing myself four end phase glory with this and then i might also get some damage out of it uh and then it also sets me up uh for some of the other objectives i might draw or surge into later yeah um, Meanwhile, Cold of the Void gets all the more harder for Phil. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A real, it's a real mosh pit here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we, we've got too many fighters lined up. I know Cold of the Void is now impossible, so I just don't even have to worry about that. Um, and then I basically have to choose what do I want to chase. I've successfully cast two spells already. I have another spell in hand, yeah. and I'm trying to score conduit of heavens but that would require that i land another spell attack and roll the spell in my hand that's the only way it would happen this turn um which is not any way a guaranteed thing and so instead i'm thinking i have a guaranteed knights victorious because davy just took his last activation well i shouldn't say guaranteed but no i like i'm pretty sure that I can yeah. pick up Knights Victorious at this point with just a move. Now, real quick, Phil, he's made four activations each time moving a Banshee onto an objective. Were you thinking I need to keep him off of objectives as much as possible right now? Or um, he's been doing a this, great job at it. At this point, <laughs> yeah. I've... Yeah, he has. <laughs> I, I have. Um, but at this point, I'm not too worried about it just because he's already on two again. And so yeah. if I don't move he still holds more and he's set up for uh nexus of terror and um what's the other one called where you hold an even and an odd although uh, you're, one you're holding two evens yeah. at the moment but either way um i was just thinking i like trying to play denial at this point is not going to work like you've, you've sure. already got um the objectives you need so i just yeah. need to chase my glory yeah, and you're a you're a three one ahead, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I've got a bit of a lead, so I figure let's try and keep uh, some of these end phases going and uh, keep keep padding the lead. So three one for Domitan currently, as Lady Harrow charges on to objective four into an adjacent Sarpon, and it seems that she struck. Yeah, uh, crit success. So two damage onto Sarpon. I'm guessing that Sarpon yeah. gets pushed here. Push yeah, him away. and couldn't afford to leave him next to me because Sarpon yeah. could potentially inspire after his next activation and might start the next round with like a three smash, three damage lethal on Lady Arrow. Like you got to get out of here. You're yeah. on two dodge. Yeah, yeah. Two dodge uh, is. <laughs> It's great uh, until it's not. Yeah, three smash into two dodge. I still feel okay about that. Yep. Uh, and so you play Scrabble in the Dirt? I, I do. Uh, and this is me looking for another... Like, I'm, I am worried that... Uh, that the maiden might get not I, I basically the maiden sitting next to Leona um, Sarpon's there. I, I'm, I, I know that there's some possibilities of different lethal things. And so uh, I end up burning echoing spite to uh, put, I think the maiden on guard. Um, it ends up not being consequential though. Kind of overthought it a little bit. Yeah. Meanwhile, Phil plays blaze of the heavens and counter. And again, magic. So- so this is a bit of a misplay. Um, I shouldn't have even done this, but I, I was thinking, well, maybe I still can pick up Conduit of Heavens. And I kind of already explained the line of thinking um, as to where I got to, but instead I got there by rolling a failure on the uh, Blaze of the Heavens. So 
uh, made the choice easy for myself, but also could have just held on to that and realized that it was the like non ideal play. Uh, but you used up all your luck with the double crit to kill <laughs> Katha, and so sure you're did. back to zero successes in your spellcasting role. So, yep. fair trade. And we see dark humor come out on Lady Harrow. Yeah, great. Uh, I figure that uh, because I did not go for um, the uh, hooded stranger, I no longer is super important immediately where I have a mask. So I've delayed on this for quite a long time, maybe too long for the defensive upgrade uh, played out here. I'm just not sure what exactly Phil's going to do. So I'm like, uh, let's protect the maiden. Let's protect La- Lady Harrow. Kind of spread my defenses out a little bit. And it was all irrelevant. Because yeah. <laughs> Bill had a different plan. <laughs> I so did. Leona, uh, who was adjacent to the Maiden, um, instead moves on to Objective 5 to secure, what's that, Knightly? Yeah. Knights Triumphant? Knights, Knights Victorious. Triumphant. Knights Victorious. It's kind of weird that they have synonymous names. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so it looks like we're going into end phase, so both passed on uh, power. Yeah. And... In face scoring, Davies scores Nexus of Terror and Ghostly Torment. Yep. Or Glory in the end phase. Uh, looks like you will keep your objective and you place the Eternal Smile on Lady Harrow. Yeah, I like that on her, especially since I have not seen Taking Over. That's a gambit that just triggers the mask. So she's inspired. She's three damage, three fury cleave. Uh, if I draw into... Uh, taking over then i can get her up to four damage for a round and then she's threatening lethal on everybody um and with cleave that's that's pretty significant so i need a mask out there somewhere and she's as good as any uh hooded stranger feels real easy so five glory i feel good about my uh objective and power card situation coming in um, I feel less good about the board state because I've already lost a fighter and I've got a damage on the anguished one uh, and Lady Harrow, the maiden, is uh, inspired. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my sitch. Yep. Uh, drawn up. Looks like you get Knights Victorious uh, for Phil yep. and nothing else. So currently at the end phase score, it's five to five. Yeah, uh, Phil has all five unspent. Uh, Davy has three unspent. Uh, looks like you will be equipping that upgrade, and it is the Chasm Key. And I am getting, yeah, looks like going on Leona, who's standing on objective five in the Banshee's territory. Yeah. Um, during scoring, I realize I forgot to do an Inspire um, since it is required. I do Inspire Sarpon, so uh, threatening a three damage attack on any of the ghosts at this point. Um, yeah. And yeah, currently so, Sarpon's in the middle of the board with all three ghosts easily within range. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure Davey does not want to lose this roll off. Not Pretty a big fan. <laughs> uh, I, I did draw into, uh, so now I'm sitting on a hooded stranger and it's an easy one to score as long as I've got a mask that I can drop. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got two good surges. I got inescapable hunger, which is, uh, and a move adjacent to an enemy. And I've got one will, which is actually all of a sudden kind of awkward because, uh, Leona sitting on objective five, which is the only odd in my territory and objective yeah. three and one are kind of far away. Lady Harrow can get to them cause she's inspired, but she'll have to like give up on doing any useful damage. Yeah. She has to 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she has to uh, banish herself to yeah. the frigid Domitan's territory. Yeah. Power um, card wise, I drew two more masks, which is great. That gives me some more flexibility on what I'm going to score. I drew uh, plus one dice if I got a charge. Not, it's neither here nor there. I drew Shuddering Violence, which makes uh, a charge more effective, and a Hooded Rush, which is awesome. Uh, it's going to give me some flexibility for pushes later. I'm really happy to have that in my hand. Yeah. Um, and I, I drew up into an unfortunate, uh, end phase card with, well, not necessarily unfortunate in that, like I'll be able to score it, but unfortunate in that I drew another end phase card, uh, where I would have preferred a surge. And then, um, I get two more gambit spells in my hand. So still feeling good about conduit of the heavens and then two upgrades and, uh, falling shards which is nice to have here because it can turn on the armor of ice which i also drew into cool so loaded sarpon gun davy doesn't want to lose this roll off and you roll two crits that's pretty solid yeah and phil rolls one crit so your choice yeah to davy davy taking it yeah, a little hemming and hawing, but I decide I've got to do it. Um, mm. And this is a tough call. So Sarpon, the problem is that Sarpon's sitting on two block. Uh, I mm-hmm. have lethal. If I can sneak a hit through on Sarpon, I can drop him. And he's a super dangerous dude. Uh, however, if I go in and miss that, then I just set somebody up to get killed. I don't actually know if this is the right choice, but I take the Angish one out of the backfield uh, and I decide to lay some damage on Domitan. Um, Charging through Leona and the block yeah. text to land adjacent between yeah. Domitan and Lady Harrow. Yeah. Uh, two dice, you get an eight crit. That's pretty good. That's yeah. Pretty good. In retrospect, I really wish I rolled this on Sarpon. But yeah. <laughs> and Domitan does not defend. Uh, yeah. So that'll be uh, three damage on Domitan. Push back so that he doesn't have line of sight to anybody. It seems pretty good. Inescapable hunger scored yeah. by the Mournflight. And it's, uh, yeah, so uh, one existing from his miscast and then uh, two more damage. So Domitan is one away from dead, and it makes it real dangerous for Phil to inspire him because yeah. now I have, I have lethal if he chooses to become a large fighter as well. So not great, but, I mean, it's it's pretty pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> All right. And what did you draw into replacing Inescape? Oh, a card I love to see in this deck, uh, which is Domino Dominance, which is have a mask on an inspired fighter. This is already, uh, so, and it's after a power step. Like the timing window is chef's kiss. Yeah. So uh, I know I'm immediately going to score another glory here before the power step's even over, which is awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. But you also bring out the Frostbitten Veil. Who's that going on? Uh, I throw it out. So here's the thing where I'm like, okay, I'm, a, I'm in danger of starting to lose more fighters. Like, uh, I know that Sarpon has the ability to kill anybody. Uh, I have not seen Massborn yet, which is the bring back a dead fighter. So, uh, I'm like, what I need to do is just throw a bunch of masks out on the remaining fighters so that if they die, uh, I will mm. be able to bring them back with Massborn. Um, there's the, the only consideration to not do this is if like, I really wanted a particular mask on lady Harrow, but, um, without, uh, I'm happy the one she has and I haven't seen taking over yet. So, yeah. So frostbitten veil, the reroll all dice in their attack action. If you do this action and you give it to the anguish one, they just charged. So that's gamble that basically if he chooses to target them and get an easy kill, well, he's got three wounds now. I, okay. 
like, yeah. <laughs> not sure I understand, but, uh, well, yeah. it, it's that or Vitrix's eye here, I think is, uh, okay. where, where I'm going. Um, and I sure. th- was thinking that, uh, I bring the anguish one. I don't know. Like it was, it was, uh, be, you know, because you can ignore that charge fighter. Um, so, uh, I, I figured anguish one is actually more likely to survive this round than the maiden is my thought. Sure. Yeah. Um, and Phil then plays Celestial Blades to yeah. and see which dice roll. Did you get it this time? I, I do. I get it. <laughs> yeah. And Sarpon's the caster. So he now yeah, has right. rerolls for the round, um, which is mostly because I just want to have uh, the one attack he's going to get here before he bites it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if he yeah. will, but I'm, I'm guessing he's going to. Uh, that. I I want it to be as accurate as possible, and three smash with a reroll, it's pretty accurate. Seems pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and Vitrix's eye comes out on the maiden. Maiden currently has visibility to Leona and Sarpon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's got the full mask spread, um, yep. so he's got masks on everybody, which is no good for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then after he just cast Celestial. Blades. I'm guessing you're putting charged weapon on Sarpon too. So he also has Grievous. Yeah. Yeesh. So so this is one where I was actually thinking I will wait to put this out until I know if it's going to be on like turned on for this activation. If it's not, I'll wait and put it on somebody else because I do think that he's going to die. Uh, but since he activated it with a spell, um, we'll give him Grievous on this three smash one reroll attack. Sounds, yeah. Sounds solid. This lets you post up and actually have lethal damage from right where you're standing, which is kind of horrifying. Yeah. Um, and Stuff and the action there. economy here is going to become important, I think. So I'm I'm yeah. hoping I can put out some lethal without having to charge first. Well, it looks like you both pass because Domino Dominance comes out. Uh, yep. Solid. Can't ask for a better timing on that. Uh, yeah. What would you draw into? I draw into Audacious Aspect. I need a mask on an odd objective, which is a little bit unfortunate because I'm sitting once on two again, evens. Yeah, yeah. once again, it's beckoning Lady Harrow off I know. of yeah. uh, to go <laughs> banish herself. Yeah, yep. All right. Awkward. Uh, <laughs> looks like Phil's activation. We're having Sarpon swinging. Which way is he going? He's got a choice between Lady Harrow and the Maiden. Yeah. Um, well... We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out because I don't actually remember. (laughs) Oh, there's a crit in Sarpon's roll. That doesn't appear. Oh, there's a crit. Was it a crit success and a crit not success? Yeah, that was it. Lady Harrow is going to get got here. Uh, she yep. has a reroll, so if she can reroll into a success, then she's good. But no, she goes she down. Yeah, so she, she goes down. down. So get uh, her. Uh, that objective deck looks really sad right now. Objective <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So yeah. pick up the kill. Um, feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm liking where where I'm at now. Uh, Sarpon does have to pass the mantle though. Um, and I believe at this point i go to leona because i don't want domitan to be at five wounds yeah Yeah. transfers to leona and then uh i believe in this situation uh there's a phrase that skylar and i and josh have which is pork chop sandwiches get the f out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but instead the maiden charges into sarpon okay not that (laughs) yeah so here's the thing is like what what i've got uh in my like I, I cannot get, uh, cause the anguish one is not on an objective. I'm way too far away from the odds that I can get onto. 
And so I'm like, oh man, I think I'm in trouble. I have to try and knock out Sarpon. I could have fished for a crit with the Eye of Vitrix, um, but uh, the Maiden can throw, she's inspired, so she can throw four Fury Grievous. So I think my best bet here for like yeah. KOing Sarpon, which seems like the thing I have to do, given that he's three smash, reroll, whatever Grievous. No, that, that, makes, that makes plenty of sense. I was just yeah. thinking since currently the Anguish one doesn't have... But then again, you could just charge with any of them to get at the Anguish one. But Anguish one didn't have line of sight to any of the Domitan fighters. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he would have just been charged anyways. I figured that you might have just ran with the Maiden and try and keep as many as alive. Well, and this, I need to get charged out because I, I need the yeah, Anguish one to charge. So now that unlocks the ability to move the other fighters is, is where my head's at here. Okay. Okay. And how does this work out for you? No. No grievous. Not. Not, not super uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now we've we've got a sword on four dice into yeah. one shield, and he gets a shield. Yeah. Yeah. Saves the sarpon. Shoved. And uh, uh, yeah. It, especially, and this is this is a clear misplay. Uh, I have in my hand. I have uh, maddening hunger, which is plus one dice. Um, on a charge. And so, uh, I could have made this a five dice looking for fury with grievous one charge, uh, but which dude, is, we know the law of diminishing returns. <laughs> we, we, we do. But, uh, when I'm fishing for a crit, like I, I really yeah. should have played that out. There wasn't, there wasn't a really good reason to hold that. And I'm not sure why I did. Logic and reason say you should have, but, uh, <laughs> I think the result would have been the same. Yeah. Uh, so I managed to knock him where he can't see me, but, uh, other than that, I'm, I'm in a bad way. Uh, I know that I should probably be able to score uh, Hooded Stranger from here because I can I can probably boogie one of these guys out, uh, but the other ones uh, I I have a route to one will if I can because I I do have um, Hooded Rush in play so if Phil doesn't knock me out here I I think I am able to I, I've got a plan where I'm going to push one onto an objective and walk the other one uh, to be able to get one will and audacious aspect. So I'm still feeling pretty good. I've got two dodge. It should be fine. And he's coming with Leona, who's the yeah, least accurate. Say, Leona takes exception to your plan and yeah. Yeah. to charge. She sure in, does. <laughs> off of five into yeah. no man's land. Uh, so currently foregoing the chasm key uh, to tra- get a swing at either uh, Maiden or the anguish one. Actually, the play is in part because of the chasm key. So the chasm okay. key does not score off of holding objectives. The chasm key scores off of having an ice token. Yep. And the only or way on a feature. So oh, or on a feature? Really? Or on a feature. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I have never <laughs> scored it that way, and I should remember that I can do that. <laughs> yep. All right. So cool, cool, cool. So he's, yeah. you're planning for falling oh. shards in and uh, just getting her into the fray before the any of these ghosts run too far into uh, your own territory? Yeah, uh, but I mean, it works out, right? Because this way, Leona's in a pretty good spot to be able to start being a turret. Um, yeah. And since she's the only one without damage on her, I actually feel pretty solid about putting her in a spot where she can start just lobbing shots at people. Yeah, that's it's a good play. play. Yeah, Domitan and Sarpon currently on opposite sides of a block text with the other two Banshees, so they're happy to let Leona get in there and take a few hits. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'm, and I'm actually you feeling double crit here again. I do. I do. <laughs> Good Lord. I, I did say that I was the first of a, a couple. Uh, and so yeah. here we go again with, I, yeah, I was feeling good about my, my plan to get one will and audacious aspect. Cause I'm like, Leona doesn't have lethal here. 
Um, she's going to, even if she managed to get something through, which obviously she does, yeah. uh, I, I, I do go through the pantomime of trying to get double crit on my defense. Yeah, let's play that out. No, that's uh, just supports. Yeah, look at that. Successes. Didn't work. So, yep. Shocking. Uh, so I do lay out some more damage on the anguished one. So anguished one is up to three wounds now. Yeah. Um, right. And the uh, so there's a this will also increase my spell count. Um, unfortunately, I had to pay a wound to do it, which is rough. Um, I have to pass the mantle here. I passed a Domitan. Um, because the fun mm. thing with Domitan is he can stun everyone within two of him when he becomes inspired. And oh yeah, escape. this was this is a crushing. Oh, yeah, I'm like oh no. Yeah, I so about that. get to stagger both of his ghosts. Well, neither of them have line of sight to Domitan. Yeah, snaky. Yeah, um, <laughs> he just sends a tremor through that block text and staggers him. All right. Yeah. Um, so feels pretty so for good. For the listeners. For the listeners, we've got uh, two activations down by Domitans, one done by Banshees, so they'll be going into their second of round two. Current standing is six points to Domitans, seven points to the Banshees. Yeah, I think it might be two and two activations. I think I might have yeah, forgotten I, to flip one here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I go ahead and put the Armor of Ice onto Leona. Um, one, because I can make her two block, but more importantly... She becomes a level two wizard when this is on with the ice counter. Yeah. And I know I can give her the ice counter. Yeah. Makes sense. And then hooded rush uh, from Davy pushing the uh, maiden onto objective number four adjacent to Leona. Uh, yeah. Then Phil's playing falling shards to get that ice counter out. Yep. Yeah. Facing a block text adjacent to Leona opposite of Leona from the Banshees, so it's not inhibiting anybody's movement through No Man's Land, really. Um, getting that token out. Yep. And then Freeze Thaw finished, since I now know. he's freshly a level 2 wizard as well. Did you? Yep. You didn't? Yeah. You didn't backlash yourself here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure Davey would have preferred I did, but uh, I don't. Yeah. God, this is soul-crushing, because I, like, I was like, all right, he's doing all this stuff. He's down to just one card left. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I'm still gonna get my two glory surge play coming up here, and then Phil destroys it. Yeah, yeah. Phil drops in at the second block te- block text on the opposite side of the no man's land funnel, creating a true bottleneck now adjacent yeah. to the anguish one and killing it. Yeah. Um. So I definitely needed this kill um, because I knew that I needed the ping for the kill anyway. The only unfortunate side of doing this is that now uh, I've kind of bottlenecked myself. Sarpon and Domitan don't really have a route back into my territory right now. Um, and what I don't expect is for you to just run away from me into my territory. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was thinking, I oh, Leona's just going to get chopped because you've got multiple activations left. Um, well, instead, she pork chops it out of there. <laughs> Finally, get GTFO. It's gone. Uh, yeah, I thought about this, because here's the situation. I, I have one fighter left with three wounds. Uh, she is on four fury uh, grievous damage, too, so she could do lethal mm-hmm. on Leona, but uh, I'm like, if I hang out here, uh, Domitan's going to come in. I'm already staggered. You would have support. 
I'm just asking for this game to be over. So I, yeah. I just need to stretch the game out a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. Not with that stagger, especially, um, yeah. but seems like a wise move. Seems like it yeah. might've been wiser earlier, but audacious. Aspect <laughs> and what yeah. do you draw instead? Yeah, I draw into Dominion of Death, um, and this is yeah. where it's a third end phase where I have to score yeah. the most objectives. Now, the good news is that I'm, I've am i scored six to Phil's three, so I've got a good lead on this. If I can go first in the last round, I feel actually pretty decent on this. I'm holding uh, Hooded Stranger, which is almost guaranteed to score, so that's another two glory and another objective. I'm going to have to get rid of one will. Yeah. Yep. Um, so really unfortunate thing about this play um, is that I'm still sitting on the conduit of heavens and Davy's too far away for me to take a shot at. <laughs> so I have no way of casting another spell. And I was also in a position where Sarpon and Domitan were adjacent. So I had to move one of them to be able to score cold of the void. Mm-hmm. So, well, fishing for a spell potentially could have gotten me where I needed to be to score conduit. I felt like at this point, getting the end phase card out of my hand is more important. So uh, I go for a move with Sarpon, and in retrospect, this is a mistake. Um, I move him back onto objective two, which is pretty far away. Um, I have one more card that cares about doing stuff with feature tokens, but I don't really have a good reason for doing this right now. I could have moved in the next round to do that. Um, is just like, yeah, maybe I just need to hold uh, this objective for denial reasons, which is silly because I already know that Davy scored his hold more. Yeah. Um, so this is just a, a straight misplay. I should have just moved Sarpon closer uh, so that next turn he could threaten a charge. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, uh, to be fair, the board state looks really good for you. Like it does. you have all three of your fighters. Like um, it, it seems. It seems like you have a little wiggle room. The yeah, scoreboard so. uh, suggests, though, that this game is not in any way won, and yeah. that, uh, I need to be playing for every possible advantage. Yeah, for the listeners, we're in round two, one action remaining by each player. Domitans. Domitan himself has three wounds, so he's currently vulnerable, uninspired. Leona is now inspired. She has one wound on herself because of backlash, and Sarpon <laughs> has two wounds way in the back on objective two, fitting. Meanwhile, yep. Davy with the Mournflight has the anguish. The Maiden is the inspired remaining fighter with Vitrix's eye sitting way back in Domitan's territory on objective three. And the score currently is seven Domitan to eight Mourn flight. Yeah. So Davey, what is your fourth activation of round two? Uh, I mean, I was, I really considered the possibility of, uh, just cycling one, um, one will, uh, which is un- unscorable, but I know I'm going to get an auto score on that instead. So, uh, what I decide to do is move f- even further away. Uh, I'm not really sure that this is a great play, um, but uh, I moved to another objective um, just to try and get a little further away from Domitan uh, because I know that the block text that's jamming him up is about to melt, and I, I want to make it harder for him to get to me next round. Yep. So the Maiden trades objective three for objective number one. Yeah. 
All right, and then no power uh, looks like for your fourth activation, Domitan draws a power card, eh? I do. Um, this is sort of that uh, desperation draw to see like, well, maybe I'll draw into one of my passive spells and I could just finish this with a spell cast and pick up Conduit, but I don't. Um, there's a number of cards I would have liked to see drawn here. Um, the one I drew was in no way the card I wanted. It was essentially useless um, in the Tome of Shattering, which is one of those control cards uh, that I've talked about sort of tweaking this deck to figure out how much does it play control versus how much does it play aggressive. Because that's a break up, uh, upgrade type uh, spell and then it itself breaks, correct? Uh, no. So you, you cast um, this as a spell action from the upgrade. Uh, it targets an enemy fighter within three, breaks one of their upgrades, and then you get an ice counter. Doesn't it itself break? It does not. I read that once and I was like, well, that's dumb. Cool. Yeah. So um, the, the other benefit of having right. this in the deck is that it is another spell that you can cast that doesn't involve defensive roles. Um, not always useful, but it sometimes comes up. Yeah. So I read the card and then I made some stuff up. Uh, <laughs> and then we go into end phase scoring. We get Hooded Stranger out from Davy. One will yep. goes in the bin. And yep. it looks like you keep your third. I do, and that, that is Dominion of Death. Um, I've got the Glory of Despair, so I just throw Maddening Hunger out, so I, yep. if I get the chance, I can charge in. And then uh, I think I got a little jumbled up. I was uh, intending to throw out Shuddering Violence uh, just because I was looking for some, some better stuff. It was just one kill that would get me there, so I'll eventually get there. But I'll draw into uh, Completed Pact, which is unscorable, unfortunately, uh, and Stoic Appearance, which is uh, have an objective uh have a mask wear on an objective so i know the last card in my deck is a surge that i can score if i can spare the actions and cycle to it i'll i know i've going to end with uh, a total of uh potentially nine objectives scored before uh before dominion of death comes out um so i'm feeling pretty good about that um nice. yep and then for phil thunderstruck and cold of the void get scored yeah, so Thunderstruck was the end phase card I drew at the start of the round. It was scored immediately when I drew it, so I knew I did, was going to have it, but unfortunately it meant that my hand wasn't going to be cycling at all in round two. So um, I've only scored five of my cards, and I've only seen six of my ob objectives at this point. So um, I got a little bit bricked by Conduit of Heavens, um, both in rounds one and two. I was one spell away. Uh, this is not where we want to be, especially now uh, towards the end where I've used up a lot of my resources. All right. Uh, so currently 10 to 10, and Tome of Shattering goes out on Leona, uh, keeping your third objective and drawing up. Yeah. So at this point, um, not loving what I've drawn into. Uh, I drew into Biting Wind, which yet another of my end phases um, is like, the worst possible thing to have right now because Davy's already in my territory pretty deep. Mm. Um, and then I drew scouring arcs as my other surge, which is still doable. Like I'm not upset about having a kill surge at this point, but like there are other things I would have rather seen first. Um, 
So the card draw was not ideal here, but the power hand is not bad. I've got two gambit surges or yeah, gambit spells again. Um, and then I've got uh, my two uh, upgrades for improving my spellcasting odds, which I, I'd been missing pretty early on in this game. I really would have liked to see those. Um, if for nothing other than to save myself some backlash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Roll off for round three. We have a win for Domitan. Yeah. yeah. That's your choice here. Going first that you see. Yeah, so I choose to go first here because I'm really far away and mm -hmm. Leona's already inspired, so I do have the extra move in flying to start things off. So I yeah, decide... this is this is a rude surprise for me because yeah. it's like, all right, I don't have to worry about Sarpon. He's waiting and like, oh no, he's flying <laughs> and fast. No, <laughs> Banshee too. Yeah. Yeah. So so Sarpon flies through the block Texas, comes up uh, into no one's territory next to Leona, so that he can take a shot at the maiden. Um, it's not a super accurate attack right now, um, but I'll take it at this point. But I roll no successes once again. Um, and so it's uh, a whiff of a charge and sets Sarpon up in a pretty bad spot. Um, I, I was thinking that like even if he charges forward, he's not going to just get killed. But then Davey kindly reminded me that Vitrix I does have uh, Grievous. So, yeah. Feels uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarpon hands off the leadership stick back to Domitan. So, he's big yeah. Boy uh, now, but he's safely out of range. That is the idea is that um, I still have not seen uh, Knights Triumphant. Um, so, I, if they all survive, I do need to inspire them all. And I would rather get Domitan's Inspire taken care of early because I might just need to leave him back there. And so on your front rank, you got Leona with Armor of Ice, so she's too block, but Sarpon's feeling a little vulnerable. It looks like you play Azerite Halo in order to try and mitigate his dice. So, yeah, so I play Azerite Halo, um, and I'm trying to cast this with Leona. Although I, I choose to wait to do it because I realize that I'm holding both Crown of Storms and yeah. Scrolls of the Spellseeker, and there's no reason that I should be trying to cast a spell before I play those. Yeah. Uh, so we will play Crown of Storms first to get a reroll. Crown of Storms goes on Leona. Meanwhile, Davey over here playing Massborn, get a resurrection. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. this one. feels really bad. I, I was just like, not at all what i was hoping mm. to have happen uh bringing the anguish one back to do a frostbitten veil action no, no. so this is this no. is i would just bring her onto the board uh i'm phil and i discussed this actually we're like what is the better play uh because uh i can actually attack any one of phil's fighters uh and i have lethal on any one of his fighters yeah um the thing is that Leona is on uh, two block. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Sarpon, uh, who I, I had already seen, and then Phil had kind of hidden away again, but uh, the minus one dice thing. Uh, but that, that wouldn't come into play here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm deciding, like, oh, God, you know, do I try and get one of these fighters that it's close and threatening me, or do I go for the two glory, the uh, Domitan who thought he was safe? And then the choice is, does the anguished one come out? The anguished one is the one who, if you roll a 
uh, or that defensive crits don't count as successes. Mm -hmm. So if I can get accurate on this attack, uh, then it's just an auto death because he can't do any better. Or do I go with Lady Harrow, who is also three fury, but has cleave. Uh, And we weren't, we, we talked about it back and forth. We're not sure which is the more accurate attack. They got to be really close. Yeah. It's it's not a, it's not a bad spot to be in. I think either choice is fine. And it put me in a really tight spot because I wasn't thinking about this and I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to inspire Domitin because I need him to inspire at some point, but I want him to be safe. Well, (laughs) now I've just set him up to be assassinated uh, for two glory, which this yeah, Real this bad. card feels like the uh, that Undertaker gif where he just like <laughs> yeah. <up> against us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Does Domitan get it? Oh boy, the angry And one so I'm like soul crit. crushing. I roll a no fury. Crit. I was like, I picked exactly wrong. If I if I'd gone with Lady Harrow, then I'd have what cleave on this now. Roll. Oh, Domitan rolls nothing, and yeah. Domitan eats it and. Puts me in a two glory hole to start off round three. Yeah. And it just that feels was a good contingency plan, Davey. Really but, uh, awful. <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This but is this is pretty pretty sec- huge. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in retrospect, I probably should have inspired Leona here. Um because we're going into your activation and there's no way you were going to be charging to go get Domitan. So like yeah. I, I had time to inspire yeah. him. So, yeah. So, uh, Domitan's down anguish. One vaporizes away like the undertaker meme that they are. <laughs> and Absolutely. Scrolls, the spell seeker goes out on Leona and yep. as right, halo gets cast, uh, but fails to cast. No, so Scrolls of the Spellseeker makes it succeed because Scrolls is a ridiculous card that makes all of your spellcasting <laughs> rolls succeed yeah. on uh, channels. So it's, so, yeah. so it's a success. Your... And so now my thinking is that, well, Davey probably is going to want to try a last like effort charge sometime in this round. So I want to try and make sure that any range one attacks that he's going to have to do, he's going to have to position away from Leona or else he'll be at minus one dice. Uh, Davey resists said temptations <laughs> and is like, yeah. nah, bro, I've got this Vitrix eye. I'm just going to blast you. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, so oh, I started yeah. blasting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it looks this... like you play Pillar of Lightning. Uh, yeah. So, so what I'm doing right now, so I've managed to cast one of my gambit spells. I go ahead and I just try and get another one cast so I can rack up spell casting attempts. Um, the weird thing here is that I was like double faking myself out thinking like, well, he's probably going to want to land in an objective. And if he does, maybe he'll have to land on this four next to Leona, which means he'd get hurt because it's a lethal and it's like just flying and flying. <laughs> You just don't take damage when you're moving over yeah. lethals. So uh, all around, this is kind of a, a weird play for me because it's just an extra spell cast. I could have held on to this until later. But aren't yeah. uh, wasn't flying changed so that uh, they ignored lethal so long as it's a voluntary move action by the controlling player so that you can still get knocked back into it? Yeah, you can. But 
I, it would have to I, be I, tremendously goofy to yeah. make that relevant here. The, yeah. There was no way that yeah. was gonna happen. Not with not yeah. with the range three, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so looks like you cast Vitrix's eye at Sarpon and Yeah, so I'm I'm feeling doubly excited about this because I'm like, if I crit, I'm just gonna kill Sarpon. because uh, I've got Grievous one. If I don't, I've got one damage and cleave. Uh, I'll get one and I have taking over in hand, so I can mm. do it twice. So yeah. I'm I'm feeling real good about my odds of killing Sarpon here. Uh, unfortunately, first roll uh, you get double supports. Yeah, yeah, which is not going to do it. So he does, in fact, bring so out that extra chance. Take over. Yep. Vitrix's eye. Is this a banshee with a Vitrix's eye on taking over doing it? Yes, yeah, it is. So it, that, how could you fail? It's yeah. right there on the card. There's no freaking way to distinguish which banshee this is on the card, though. <laughs> Who could possibly say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you roll the same thing? I rolled exactly uh, the same uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't even make Phil roll any defense dice. Yeah. Whoops. So it's at this Phil's point best. that I I then, uh, feeling very confident after Davey fails to hit me twice, I make a pretty serious blunder here. Um. You said you felt very confident, yet you only charge one hex to make a range three attack into the maiden. I do. Um, Doesn't seem confident. <laughs> so, so that the yeah, only moving forward the one. So my thinking, for whatever reason, I keep thinking that Davy's gonna want to move away from my territory. I don't know why I was thinking that. Like he's probably oh. pretty happy to just be camped out. And so I only move forward one so that Leona is more centrally located. So if he does move back, that I have a pretty good like range to hit anywhere he'd move to. Yeah. Uh, the real that dumb thing sense. about this move, though, <laughs> is that now if I get driven back, I can't shoot again. Yeah. Um, and the unfortunate thing about this roll is that I do, in fact, roll two focus, which is no longer successful because I have the scrolls. Uh, out ah oh man so you got burned by the scrolls huh yeah it's a weird thing or oh i bet i have the re-roll so i ended yeah. up rolling uh, into the rolls crit. into a crit, <laughs> crit which is uh, pretty good you know pretty good and maiden does not get a crit in response so one damage but yeah. phil's got the opportunity to drive back and chooses not to i choose not to because i'm thinking that i uh i want you to be within range to charge um, I use Sarpon's push when he inspires to get him out of the eye range. Uh, the only unfortunate side of doing this is that, uh, I was not thinking about the fact again, that if you push Leona now, uh, Leona can't shoot again. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I know that I need to spare one activation during this round. I have to cycle out, uh, uh, packed uh completed packed because i i would have to wipe you off the board for that to score and in that case i'm probably winning anyway and that'll cycle me into my last surge that will score me and i really want to get that so that i have a chance to score dominion of death so although i have three activations left i think i really kind of only have two mm-hmm. uh, so it looks like yep making another shot at leona and Two success versus the one, so one damage onto Leona. But more importantly, back. yeah, the drive back, and uh, yeah, I 
man, watching it back now, I'm like, what in the world was I thinking with anything in this third round? I had all the advantage. I should have just been pressuring you. And instead I was like playing really coy and trying to hold back and like play it safe. And that made no sense at all. So, um, what's your objective hand look like? Are you scoring a bunch right now or me? No, I'm scoring nothing right now. I needed to get another spell cast to pick up conduit of heavens and so all of this stuff that like like i said i didn't think about the drive back pushing me out of range Mm -hmm. and so then i was like oh crap uh now (laughs) i'm sort of stuck in a situation where i have activations but i don't have range and i've charged out um which very weird like minimal damage pinging maiden saying stay away stay away yeah yeah but he's ahead so like yeah that's all he needs to do and i've got envy's shroud in hand so this is if if i ever get kind of scared about uh where the damage situation is i'm just going to break vitrix's eye uh, and put the shroud on instead to try and keep myself alive for this last uh round yeah and so um I do some checking of the cards left in my deck for power cards because I know I need one more spell cast to cycle into more cards. Um, I'm basically thinking, what's left? What do I have? There's a couple options in my deck. I've I've got four power cards left in the deck. There's a couple different options that would be good for me. Um, And so I go to draw a power card here for my activation because I figure one way or another I could put myself back into a situation um, that would let me get this fourth spell cast. Uh, but I draw, well, not entirely the worst possible option, but one of the worst <laughs> possible options, uh, in master of ancient lore. Uh, I, I'm going to play it anyway, because like, well, maybe Davy really has to play a power card, but there was basically zero chance he was going to play a power card because why would he just hand me more power cards? Um, so yeah, real bad. Um, just, just really puts me in a bind here. Uh, Davy cycles completed pact and yep. gets that card you wanted. Um, yeah, this picks up that surge, which, yeah. uh, I realized I, cause I kept on forgetting which one I scored. This is vision of success, which needs me to be on an even. I'm like, oh God, I'm over here on these odds. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you cycle, we go to my final, and I believe, yeah, I cycle out um, scouring arcs because there's not a good chance that I'm going to be able to uh, score scouring arcs at this point um, because I didn't have range on you. My thinking was that if I cycle out scouring arcs, I could draw into... Um, what's uh, what's it called the one where you have two enemy fighters dead um oh yeah oh yeah which is just like Chill free two glory the... at this point so i was like well that plus uh chasm key at least gets me up to 13 so then it's like maybe davy doesn't have anything else which is obviously not going to be the case but it's best chance i thought i had um and i drew into heaven sent which i have to cast a spell holding an objective in enemy territory so no good. You yeah. only got three cards remaining in your objective deck, so that's a lot to fish through. But uh, yeah, yeah, yep. and that was my final activation. So I know at this point I've lost. Um, no matter what Davy does, 
Yeah. I, I hem and haw. I'm trying to like think of worst case scenario here. I'm like, do I like, um, I could charge the maiden and make an attack with on Sarpon. We're like, ah, does that risk the maiden dying because he might have like final curse or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of go back and forth a bunch of times. It actually doesn't matter. Um, but there's, there's a lot of <laughs> Phil, Phil tolerated me being, uh, being real, uh, <laughs> back and forth about like, gosh, what, what do I do? And Phil's like, I'm not scoring very much. Uh, I actually do end up giving you something by this, but I, I yeah. run over, score my surge. Um, the net but effect is the that, yeah. finally leaves objective one yeah. on back in the, his own territory and onto objective four getting vision of success, which like you said, gives uh, Phil biting wind. Yeah. Net effect was that it didn't change the score, but um, in totality uh, yeah. he still has easy win here because he's got uh, a three glory end phase here to, yeah, plus a one. So I get Sto- Stoic appearance and Dominion of Death both score and bump me all the way to seventeen. Yeah. Um, so I I do get Chasm Key and Biting Wind put me up to twelve. Uh, a truly disastrous round three from a pretty <laughs> dominant rounds one and two. Um, yeah. Like I said, watching it back, uh, it feels really bad. I <laughs> there's like four different things that I know for a fact we're just complete misplays and i don't know why um but yeah uh that is what will happen when you make a bunch of misplays and your opponent plays very well uh they will blow you out in the last round (laughs) even with one fighter left alive running banshees are sitting just uh chilling on an objective and just making easy attacks they are confident on their objectives and you should be concerned yeah uh, but it's hard to recognize that in the moment. Yeah. Um, so final score, 12 to Domitan, 17 to the Mourn Flight or Mask Flight. So uh, thoughts on your guys's... Uh, we've heard a lot from Phil's performance thoughts. Uh, Davey, do you have any thoughts on your performance? Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is a deck that really wants uh, card order to happen in a particular way. And I... Uh, it didn't come out perfectly, but it came out good enough, um, especially given that that mulligan, that early mulligan I, I took was uh, putting me in a pretty dangerous spot. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I, I also saw some, I have this tendency, uh, particularly with this deck, uh, you, you kind of wait often, uh, delay playing out masks because you want to make sure to put it on the person who's going to live. Um, but I have a tendency to do that with upgrades in general. And I did that at least a couple times where I waited longer than I should have to put out an upgrade that might've helped my board position. Um, and that kind of got me further behind than I should have been. So, um, I got to the end of round two, uh, you know, maybe they would have changed something. Maybe they wouldn't have, if I'd gotten a reroll out sooner or something like that. But, um, uh, but it was, uh, it, it felt all right. It was a uh, it was a challenging matchup. We'd we'd seen I think we'd done this exact matchup uh, where Skyler and Phil had played as well. Yeah, and uh, you you jumped out to a, a pretty big lead, and he kind of matched you pace for pace afterwards. Um, but you had too much of a lead early on, and it was kind of never in doubt. Yeah, I think I think I got out to a pretty crazy ping kill on. Um, 
Katha. Like he yeah. had deployed Katha on the very back line and I charged in and then was able to double ping on Katha for a kill um, and like the second activation um, and managed to score like eight in the first round, which <laughs> is pretty, pretty backbreaking. Like, I don't know yeah. how you come back from that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this is a pretty good um, reminder that <laughs> more in flight still exists and they're still very potent. Uh, I feel like we haven't seen them around as much, but they are definitely not to be trifled with. Um, and I think, yeah. uh, one of, our, one of our attempted matches, I did my force of frost Epilum. That was our first match trying this bet rep out. And, uh, I did not realize that I had to be the beat down on mass flight <laughs> and, I realized that too late. Yeah, thankfully I did remember that from a lot of previous matchups into Morn Flight that they are going to outpass of you most of the time. So do not just let them sit in their territory, float around through block taxes and objectives and score while you do nothing because yeah. uh, that will lose you games in a hurry. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't know that there's a whole lot else to say other than that masks work well with them. They are yeah. uh, and all on that two is dodge. a death warband that has no uh, resurrection. Right. Uh, said yeah. from like the resurrection gimmick, gimmick of Maskborn, uh, they don't actually get any raised fighters. Um, have you guys, since this game, have you guys adjusted your decks? Uh, I have not tweaked this uh, much. The only thing I'm thinking, so I had cut the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but they, there's a spell that lets, not a spell, a gambit that lets um, Morn Flight activate a fighter with double move. Um, and I'm not sure what I'd cut, but I, I might like to have that back in because uh, there was early on like, man, in that, especially in that first round, I was like, there's there's some nice things I'd be able to do if I had the double move. I could just shoot somebody way into the back of your backfield, have them set up camp and not worry about it, um, yeah. get that Inspire. And instead, like the Inspire, the inspire is harder than it, it seems. Like you, you do have to be fairly close and then it really messes with your positioning. Uh, but at the same time, to put some counter pressure on the... the um, the inspire is important. Um, I had just switched in shared agony, which was the heal yourself one to damage somebody one and did not see it, but there were times here where it could have been quite, quite big. I'm sure you um, were praying for it. I would, would, uh, would have, would have liked it. Um, but I really, uh, I really have been enjoying playing this and Grimwatch with masks because it's, there's so much positioning things going on and it's less about knocking fighters out. Um, it, it feels like a little bit of a throwback, um, but not in like an, an oppressive way. They've, they've been some really pretty fun games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been really cool to see and hear about all the different, mask shenanigans um it's a really fun deck uh it was hard to see how exactly it would play out when we were first reviewing it and now that we've seen a bunch of different reps it is uh a lot better than i actually expected it to be um and a really really cool addition to the nemesis pool um as to modifications to my deck i i'm definitely still looking at a few different options um I I really don't like running Biting Wind, um, but the other options for end phases are not 
great either. So it's sort of like trying to figure out what's the least bad final end phase to include. Um, there's a few different things like frozen fate is one, but if you lose two fighters, you can't score it. So that feels bad. Um, glacial cool is sort of theoretically possible, but it's a leader holding an objective, which because of the inspire mechanic with these guys now means that moving fighters onto objectives and having them be inspired is very difficult. So pretty much anything that says have a leader hold is, uh, fairly unrealistic. Um, and you already have winter's hunger in the deck. I do not have winter's hunger either. Um, mm. which is also something that had to come out because of the errata change, because the only reliable source of ice counters in the decks, uh, unless you want to take like ice darts, uh, oh no, not even that. Um, so Frost for folks who don't know the errata change for Domitans is that after a fighter's activation, you must take the reaction to inspire one of the other two that reaction window occupies your after the activation window, which is where most activation windows are for reactions. Um, which also means that almost all of the reliable sources of ice counters are blocked out until you've lost a fighter. And mm -hmm. then you have to be making moves with your ins uh, non-inspired fighter intentionally so that you don't have to do the reaction to be able to then Oof. stack ice counters. So it's it's basically a non-starter at that point. You don't play to score with ice counters except for with one. Because um, they have multiple sources of ways to get one ice counter that are not always super reliable, but still doable. Um, you've got two on the upgrades that you can put out. You've got the spell from the book. And then you've got um, the falling shards, which can give it to you for free and has the added benefit of potentially blocking line of sight when you need it to. Um, yeah, I, I'm still sort of going back and forth as to like, is this too aggressive? Um, and I think part of the problem I have with playing it is that if, if it is as aggressive as it is right now, I need to remember that I'm the beatdown. <laughs> Cause like in this matchup, like I said, I, I got, uh, too conservative and lost myself a game. Um, not that there was guarantees that I was going to pull it out, even if I did charge more aggressively, but it makes for a, a hard back and forth um, with the deck trying to be sort of in the middle ground. Well, uh, Brian, any last thoughts or should I wrap this thing up? No, it was interesting to watch. Um, yeah, mass flight, awfully tempting. I wish I had a warband that I that could rep them well uh, or bring the masks well but with new spike class horn if they still have resurrection mechanics maybe maybe oh yeah I mean I, you have to think right I think the article even said that they did have the ability to bring people back if yeah, they if they I, have the ability to get seed glory a little easy then I think that's totally a viable thing it'll be cool to see them yeah. repped in something outside of death as well yeah it'll yeah, be yeah, interesting to see serious. when all this stuff comes in because we're about a month out from Adepticon, mm, uh, which theoretically true. leaves the window open, but not by much. So if, if, if we're looking at, you know, uh, yeah. three weeks out, it's too late. Um, yeah. If, if they land in time, 
could we see Jimmy Mullaney with Spy Klaus Swarm and Gerard <laughs> uh, with you know, Molog come oh, to Adepticon? Crazier things have happened. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Hey, uh, Brian, thanks for marching us through that. Uh, if folks want to get in touch with us, they can talk to us the best places on our Discord uh, or any of the other Discords where we roam around. Uh, but there is an invite to our, our uh, podcast networks discord uh, in the show notes. Uh, you can talk to us at WTHcast or what the hexcast at gmail.com. Uh, all the mortal realms content is on the mortal realms.com. Uh, there's also a link there where you could uh, support us on Patreon. If you want uh, just kind of a, a tip jar to say, thanks. Uh, we really need to mention uh, one more time that uh, Skylar has uh, kicked off his, what the decks thing. Go check that out. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel. You can see him do a deck build. I believe he also did something with masks here. So keeping sure that did. mask spirit alive. So, yeah. um, I have not gotten to watch it yet. My plan is to do it tomorrow. He'll be doing um, those every Tuesday at uh, 12 Central Standard Time. Yeah, you can watch it live and uh, uh, heckle him while he's doing it, or you can watch it after <laughs> the fact. So, uh, Let's see. Uh, coming up, we are going to... Uh, who, who knows? If we if we get new stuff, we'll, we'll cover the new stuff. Otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll keep on checking uh, different things out here. Um, Maybe some ideas on on uh, tournament prep or or uh, some such, but uh, that uh, will be determined by what uh, GW releases and when. Um, we do, gentlemen, have a flavor text quiz. Oh man! Okay, uh, I this is perhaps obvious, but it is coming from masks. So, yeah, uh, the quote is unattributed. Named after a god beast with a lethal gaze, Vitrix's eye constantly wrestles for control of its hosts taking over <laughs> it is taking over yeah, yeah. <laughs> got the got the art of the just crazy eye beam going on like <laughs> yeah uh and it specifically had uh a a, a banshee uh on there so very good uh, i i enjoyed that brian called that out specifically during and i was like oh he's gonna lock this one down yeah it's gonna be <laughs> got it yeah nice nice to have those sometimes uh recommended listening is a song from uh, a group that I like a lot is the band uh, music from big pink is the album and it's a long, long black veil, which felt like a uh, mm. appropriate mask for, um, uh, for the Banshees. Uh, that is a traditional tune that they cover, but I like their version. Uh, and that's going to do it for us uh, for what the heck's I've been Davey. This is Phil. I've been Brian. find the stop button make sure all the kinks are out um i i uh you may be you may be sad to know that the uh, mustache is gone uh i so. am actually extremely <laughs> sad to hear that <laughs> all right starting recording never again never that again. is my promise never again yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was rough uh, uh could, could have been a lot a worse. Could have been worse. That's always a real...
encouraging thing to have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Could have gotten really? all the way to the end. 